Ken. Ian. What? Ian? Oh, is it my turn? Oh, wait there. Revenge of the Aiders, kids, has been written. Bugger! Outstanding work. Yeah, well done, man. Internet, it is us, it is the 80s kids. Uh, you may note a uh, slightly less jubilation this time than last time, because of course last time we'd never really done this before, it was a bit of an experiment, whereas this time we're all used to it, we're all old hands, we're all cynical. Hello, I'm one of the 80s kids, and I am Leo, and uh, joining me tonight are some more 80s kids. Uh, first of all, joining us from Australia, we have... I am Ian, and I am also another one of the 80s kids, but I am not alone, for there is another. Yes. Oh, and he's dodging around in front of the camera. Sorry, did oh. we not give you sufficient notice? We've, we've got a Justin problem. Justin? Okay. Come in, okay. Justin. No, okay, so introduce yourself then to the... Uh, Hello. Um, I, I am obviously technically savvy as ever. I am Justin, and 80s. <laughs> <laughs> What's really funny is that we all look like we're broadcasting at night, although obviously yes. two of us are in the UK, uh, and, and Ian doesn't need to simulate night time. <laughs> he really has it for he is in Australia. Fortunately, paid to move the sun around the other side of the planet. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you had a word with the guy in charge. Right, so we're going to start... Uh, as yes. we go on with all this technical kerfuffle. We have a couple of videos which we are now going to attempt to play to you as a little celebration of our 100th episode. We've tried this when we're off air, but as I have discovered in the past, Google Hangouts is a bit weird when it comes to being on air or being off air. So I'm going to press the button and see what happens. Here comes the YouTube application now. Ah. Um, <laughs> okay, get How your webcam and point it at the monitor. Yeah, this is really weird. It won't. Uh, it won't. Oh, hang on. Oh, I get it. Doi. Uh, hello, uh, Ian here. Just breaking in. Uh, yes, at this point during the Google Hangout, we should have had some clips playing. Uh, fortunately, even after a hundred shows. We still find new ways to fail. Uh, fortunately, I'm here to fix this in post-production. So, <clears throat> here is a little collection of clips from every single one of our shows in numerical order. Now, uh, I'm going to fix this with my elite editing skills. So, let's put the cassette player up to the microphone. And uh, where's the play button? Ah! Welcome to Revenge of the 80s Kids. I'm one of the 80s Kids, and my name is Leo. I am the other 80s Kids, and my name is Ian. No! You're getting the nationality of the researchers wrong! I did not realise I was supposed to hate this film. Here comes the wife. Blood slash gore and people having limbs amputated. I've never seen Jaws. Oh, it's James Bond does black exploitation. There's nothing else I have to think Scientology's talk. Thank you, wife. 
Your <laughs> comment, which I shall ignore. Ever increasing set pieces of domestic violence. Superman in the movies, he's never not been a douche. You don't know what theatres are going to be about until you've already lived them. Burn the bed? Is this your bun? But that's what I think people found boring, that they weren't all beating each other up. They go around kidnapping babies who all... <laughs> My hand burst forth from Gray's end. What? That person was a woman the whole time? I really like Supergrand. Found it annoying. It's out. People thought that the Ghostbusters Spectrum game was a good game, but it wasn't. Go in there, save the hostages, shoot people. Um, we better keep that secret from the government. Kids running out of them, absolutely screaming their heads off, crying. Hey, you take the Fabergé eggs, I throw in the, uh, the heroin. With all these boys with these toys who didn't have a clue what they were named. Is this usually about the emotional journey of the man in learning what a bit of a dick he is? We're going to dump. 50% of things that you're wondering about and never mention them again. The thing about Superman's home planet and his race of Krypton is that they're all boring. Tentacles being shoved in people's mouths and drama is two people standing in a room talking urgently. I can't quite believe honey I shrunk the, the time lord. <laughs> this is I can't talk about Doctor Who on the podcast. They might look like gay pridey walks, but they are the care there. So faithful brother Nancy. How to kind of get into women a little bit. I have not seen it again since and I've had no desire to go see it again. I probably will never see it again. See yourself as a child never needs to so young, so innocent, so filled with this 2014 is going to be the year of the biscuit. Ian isn't here. I have a real issue with you throwing Roger Rabbit as a woman. Of course, then you go back and watch the beginning and you realise that Leo is, in fact, a complete and total bastard. Is that the wife? Yeah. We'll get to you soon, don't worry. Hey, let's send some kids into a, into a death game. Well, at the time, everyone was obsessed with, you know... Uh, nuclear war. I, I just want to break in. The writers say no. He doesn't turn up until halfway into the movie and then it disappears again. <laughs> Bible and Harry Potter both obviously works fiction. I'm just saying that to raise some dramatic tension. Got a thing for kind of creepy kids that they come disturb me. It leaves you with many questions. One, why was Kevin Costner a huge star? There's something slightly holy and mystical about this small grey box. One, Sheila LaBeouf. The end. What is it with men and vaginas? So this is a year. We've been doing this for a year. Just Some of us have been doing it for a year. Some of us turned up late. I'm not naming any names here, though. Well, Justin's controversially disappeared. We don't know where he is. Oh, my God. Now we've got dinosaurs. We can do anything. Oh, I must watch that new Kevin Sorbo show. I really enjoy his performances. Said nobody ever. We're also going to bring back William Shatner as Captain Kirk. And this time, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to kill him. Batman and Robin and the Postman? This year is a gift. In a world where Hugh Grant seduces everybody, you want to be like this guy. That was a weird double bill. I saw the Lego movie and the Zero Theorem on the same day. And the dreams you had that night still haunt you now. We've got, you know, yes, Judge Red taking off his helmet. We've got him kissing Hershey. And I hate it and despise it with a passion. It's, it's not just tentacle porn, guys. It's high quality Grade A quality animated tentacle porn. We're sure to show a topic this week due to the fact that I haven't watched quite enough Patrick Swayze movies. Dirty Dancing, let me tell you the little story of Dirty Dancing, bless you all. Again, I have a watering can of tepid water. It just shows how pitiful, how wretched and how badly managed the prequel trilogy were. Let's raid some scripts from Gene Roddenberry's Attic and see what we can do with them. They just go, oh, you're racist. That's a dick move because that's not the discussion we're having right now. A toast, Leo. The Titanic 
the best holiday ever. He's he's kind of in that woohoo, I'm being crazy mode. And that is why Leo can't be here today. Aliens have taken over his school, Mr. Frodo. <laughs> I will possess someone's body, randomly kiss someone, and when I walk out the restaurant, it explodes. No reason, just, you know, devil. We've lost Robin Williams the man, but all the things that he tried to do are still there to be seen. So on one hand, you, you give us, and the other, you take us away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awkward moment noise. Let us never do another episode ever covering anything about the 90s ever again. No, not that far round. Now I'm going to turn the other way round. Ah. Well, I'm worried about any crimes I might commit in the future and the police that will police me for thinking it. He is the smartest guy in the room. No one else can bring the dead back to some shambling semi-semblance of life. Oh yeah, for sure. If I was invisible, I'd go check out my ex-girlfriends, you know. But this is crap. And it's like, I'm not even a Transformers fan, and it's rubbish! Lord of the Rings, the films, I treat as like, oh my god, thank god I don't need to read Tolkien again. Put it on the floor, take down your trousers and drop a big Cleveland steamer on it. Mm, I don't care, I'm going to take my advance and go buy a house. Each Sean Bean deck is its own lovable and special jewel that should be allowed to be enjoyed. Yes, gentlemen, it's time to put on our tinfoil hats. They're shooting at us! Run faster! This isn't really very Christmassy. Well, I have one word to say, and that word is hoverboard. And we are not film sponge absorbers, are we, Leo? We are film digesters and regurgitators. Oh, wouldn't it be nice to have some bacon and a couple of eggs? Oh, fried bread. The rot at the core of our glorious empire has been exposed. You're emoting. Stop that. Yeah. Seriously, this was for children, was it? <laughs> Okay. Uh... I completely blank Charlotte Buff was in this. Just a, a black hole where he inhabited the movie. You're trying to be intelligent, but you haven't got the brains. That means that you're incredibly tedious. Am I an 80s kid? Yeah. Yeah, I grew up in the 80s, so very much so. Were we ever going to see Batman return? Oh, yes, we were with Batman Begins. I'm a lifelong Wachowski's apologist, and I cannot apologise. The Jupiter's ending. But gentlemen, we do have a problem. Our listeners are about to find out why we do an audio podcast. What more have we got? Have we got maybe the janitor service, you know, keeping the FBI clean and keeping crime clean? It is possibly one of the best pure emotional fairy tales ever done. Sorry, end of story. And of course, I have to point out, at the end, it was all a dream. Or was it? <laughs> uh, you're muted, Leo, and I've got a blessing in styles. <laughs> All I was going to say was, oh. you muted yourself again. Ah, there <laughs> I was there frantically with my mouse, clicking on the unmute button. It was going, no, I'm not having any of that. So there we go. So I think we got away with that. Uh, so, uh, many thanks to Ian uh, for that uh, video uh, retrospective. That is that is the equivalent of our clip show, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> How, how did Thank that you very go? much. How did that go for you, Ian, then? Did you, uh, uh, I noticed that the second one was slightly longer than the first one. Any reason for that, or just we start talking a lot longer? At that point, uh, was there a reason for it? No, it's because well, it's simply because the, the audio clips I were getting were longer. The first one was more snappy. I felt, I felt the second year we were really hitting our stride. <clears throat> I mean, the audio for the first section was done last year when we did our fiftieth. In fact, the video was done last year when we did our fiftieth. It makes me feel proud. It makes me feel like 
somehow at the end of it was like, oh, we, we have ascended to great heights. I can't believe we've done a hundred episodes of this crap, Leo. Holy shit, we must have <laughs> own life. Well, the, the thing about it is that, uh, I have to say, the, the second one might be longer and the second, it's weird, that obviously t- it explains why our shows have got longer because at the beginning we spoke, spoke in short choppy sentences and then as we went through past the 50 mark our sentences, our verbiage just began to expand <laughs> in the middle of sentences, that's where our problem is we've got overgrowth in the middle, subclauses extra subclauses, what a nightmare uh, so I should mention to anyone that wishes to ask this question live that the Q&A app is live and you can put your questions in and hey, we'll probably answer them if uh, indeed you ask any of those questions uh, to us. But uh, in the meantime, I should point out that although this is our, uh, this is kind of like the Queen's official birthday. It's our official yeah. 100th show, but then for for some reasons it's not the 100th show. I mean, let's let me enumerate the ways in which this is not our 100th show. Way one, we did a show zero. So because of that, show 99, as we mentioned last week on the 99th show, is in fact the technical 100th show, because it's all sort of computery. I believe that the idea of doing a show zero was yours, Ian, uh, on the theory that it, it was something that we could just forget and pretend didn't exist if we wanted. Isn't that, the, uh, isn't that how, how it goes? Advice from podcasters, which I, I, cause I, I wanted to be, do a podcast for some time before you approached me. So it was great serendipity. And a lot of the advice was, well, it's just kind of a thing I observe people do in episode zero. Uh, usually it's because they're just kind of doing introductions and saying who they are and then they get on with things in episode one. It appeals to some strange mathematical quirk in my head. Also, the other advice I had was, uh, yeah, kind of just delete your first four episodes. You won't be very good. Has it thrown you out completely? In addition, we've done two bonus half-hour episodes, one about Doctor Who, one in response to an email we got, and, of course, we did our test Google Hangout. So, all up, lots of bits and pieces hanging around. Yeah, I mean, if you add all of those things, like, it could count as actual shows. We've done 104. But 104 is twice 52, so happy birthday to us. Although our <laughs> first ever show was on the 27th of April, 2013 so there we go and then of course uh, Justin uh, came along uh, just yes. as the 80s were dawning in 1980 <laughs> at the invocation of you, you're never going to be able to get away from Hawk the Slayer now no. are you why, why should I <laughs> <laughs> it's always near my heart <laughs> I, I, I remember Justin's first episode very well unfortunately we have no evidence that it occurred because he should have been in episode 13 but that was the infamous instance we lost two episodes on the trot I think we lost we lost 80s television and we, and we lost Indiana Jones we still, I still recently re-recorded both of them anyway but yes, that was when Justin yeah. came over to visit you and so we had to do a very rushed Sunday recording of episode 13 as a filler <laughs> and the, and the yes. subsequent occasion lost two episodes we didn't bother took a week off <laughs> I mean in, in a, a disturbingly short time in fact we're probably going to do a, a more in-depth retrospective of what her, the water that has passed under the bridge for of course uh, the end of the 80s kids is is, is nigh uh, in it's a good what? way in a good way I haven't heard about this um, this is news to me and that's not, that's not that's not an Australian nigh it's it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's <laughs> 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 Good work. 
uh, there, Justin, with uh, the interpretation. You brought Australia into it and everything. Uh, yeah, no, I, mean, I think probably this is as good a time to discuss this uh, openly and live on air as any to say what, what's going to happen because it cannot have escaped anyone who listens to the show's uh, notice that uh, we're about to step out of the bounds of, uh, of, of the, the actual original task. Yeah. We've got three shows to get to show uh, 2009, not to, not the number 2009, the 2009 show. We can't go from 100 to 2009 just like that. You have to work at that. <laughs> um, but yes, once we've got to that point, like that's it. I mean, we 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 set out in in show two. Uh, that that is what we were going to do, and we will have done it. And so, you know, the question arises, what does one do then? Well, the answer is, uh, turn off all the lights, sweep the barroom floor. Well, and, and if you remember, Leo, there's the, the giant ceiling fan, we just all float up towards it. You know, that that's the deal, right? But, I mean, that will be the end of, you know, the 80s kids... Uh, in terms of us uh, tromping our way through all of that cinematic history, but it will be the beginning of a whole new era of the 80s kids. Um, yes. So, and and what um, what about you, Ian? What do you uh, what do you think we should do next? Or no, just tell people. Tell people what are we doing next? I'm tired of next. It's hard to have talking. Uh, well, once we complete our great work, uh, we shall be well. Personally, for me, I'll be enjoying having my Saturday nights back. Uh, but uh, more generally speaking, we're going to be doing a comedy series of some variety or another. It's like, you know, it's almost like a, it is a spin-off. You know those skits you do at the beginning? Imagine like that, the series, only better. Much, much better. <laughs> Tighter, more focused. Because when we do the skits at the moment, there is kind of like, well, we're doing some gags, to ser- some light gags to service a theme that we're going to be talking about. Whereas we're going to be employing the various set of skills that we have learned uh, <laughs> down to, to do a, like, a half-hour installments of a comedy series which will spin off and continue the adventures on the skits. That's that's one project. We, we have many irons in the fire, I think, post-Revenge of the Ace Kids. Oh, and the... Um, but it was telling the name. To the name? What what name? Sorry, who was that? We had a conversation, Leo, where we decided what the name of the spin-off was going to be. Initially, I was like... Yes, yeah, so I thought oh, that's obviously it was. memorable, by the sound of it. <laughs> let's call it Odyssey of the 80s Kids. And like, no, 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 no. And then we basically decided that it was, it was going to be the 80s Kids, but the sort of prefix title would change with every episode. One week we'll have, you know, roundabouts of the 80s kids. I don't know. Ice creams of the 80s kids. Star Wars oh, pastiche yes, of the 80s I, kids. I remember that conversation now. That's what we're planning to do uh, in the future. Uh, just because I think, I mean, what's really weird about it is that we started out to do a sort of informative, I suppose, or, or um, a sort of non-fiction well, podcast. And yet, by the time we've got here, there is some measure of plot arc going on to our adventures. <laughs> so, I don't know it, quite... It is definitely some measure, and it is definitely some plot arc. Uh, that's, uh, that, it's definitely true. It's not going to be wall-to-wall as battling Big Bay, because it's going to be a bit dull. It's, it's going to be quite packed. And like I say, it is just one of the things we're, we're sort of planning, because now we sort of have a certain confidence about us. The skits themselves are quite interesting because it's, it's kind of something that's just evolved over time. The whole gentleman we have a problem thing 
didn't actually kick in until episode 26. So that's quite a way into our run before we get a, a running gag. Uh, and it was purely because Justin wasn't there. And, and normally the episode started with like, oh, that hello, is a very I'm unusual there. situation, of course. It, it was a, <laughs> it's a rare event of Justin not being there. We were left agog. And normally we started with kind of like, oh, hello, I'm in, and I'm and I'm, I'm, I'm one of these kids, and over here's and that. And that was all fine and dandy, but Justin wasn't there, and I was like, and I just pitched to Leo the idea of going, now maybe I, maybe I should start by going, gentlemen, we have a problem, and I, I, I iterate some issue with Justin not being there. More exciting than just kind of going, hello. But then Leo was the following week was like, no, 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 we've got to keep this going now. And so we've had ever increasing, oh, it's got to the point now, I think problems. we have had one or two episodes, we've had one or two episodes where we have, I, we haven't done Gentlemen We Have a Problem. Normally we do a script, and then in post-production I'll realise I haven't said Gentlemen We Have a Problem, and I'll sneak Gentlemen We Have a Problem somewhere into the dialogue somewhere. But it's not always possible. <laughs> it's been an interesting running gag. I quite like it. I wish I had a t-shirt of it, Gentlemen We Have a Problem. There's just something so kind of <laughs> brilliant and delightful about it. Well, we don't have problems today. Today we are not at home to Mr. Problems. We do have a question, uh, and we will be coming to the questions shortly. We've had more than one question, to be honest, but uh, we've got one <laughs> why, in the why, 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 ready why, to go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we shall, we shall be come to some that. Viagra. But, uh, and... <laughs> uh, it does not mention Viagra. I will tell you what it mentions in a minute, but first of all, let us take just a second before we get into the questions uh, to pause and, and reflect. Uh, we are here, and we have come down. I mean, basically, uh, even those of us who have not done uh, 1975 through to the end have done 1980 through to yes. the end. I mean, we're three away from the end. So, uh, Justin, how, how are you feeling about the whole enterprise? Are you sorry you ever, like, decided, <laughs> hey, this would be a good thing to do? <laughs> I have to say that it is um, uh, one of the highlights of my week. I actually really enjoy um, this. Now, it's not it's not that, you know, I don't imagine there's, there's you know, thousands and thousands of people listen to this. I just think that it's a kind of really cool thing to do. I, I mean, look, I don't need much encouragement to talk about films that I... I either love or despise. It's just anyone who knows me knows I can I'll waffle on and on for hours about such things. But combine that with, you know, an entertaining format. And also, you know, well, I, I, I see Leo uh, reason, reasonable enough, but of course I, I, I have never actually seen Ian in the flesh. That's probably a good thing, maybe. <laughs> but um, no, 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 now is not the time. Uh, but phys- no, I haven't. So, so actually, it's it's really good fun anyway to to have a have a conversation uh, each week, and then happen to be talking about things you love. So, personally, I've enjoyed all experiences, and I'm glad I was. You know, feeling like, oh, okay, this is kind of coming to an end, but knowing there are other things, there are other things to come, then that's all good. And I feel like we. I mean, I think I've got my nostalgia fix. I think well and truly, <laughs> I have enjoyed relishing and revisiting and re-watching all these kind of films that I grew up with so it's been a bit of a hoop for me I don't think at the beginning I listened back to the shows but over time I listened back to the shows just to see how the show is really uh, which is kind of weird I mean it's not you, you want to check hey is the show okay does it go well I, do, like, let me have, have a, a listen back besides when you're actually recording a show it's different to when you, you listen to it 
bat. Um, but of course, yeah, people can't, it cannot have escaped people's notice that we did our live summer predictions uh, a few weeks ago. And obviously, if we only do so many more shows in this particular strand, we're not going to get to the end of the summer to see how our predictions turn. So there will be other webcasts and what have you, but it will all be uh, framed and put together in this way uh, with uh, the 80s kids uh, you know, science fiction serial type thing which uh, will continue the wacky adventures of the 80s kids but now uh, let us get on uh, to the questions I'm going to answer the questions yes. that are up in the Q&A app first um, and uh, we have two questions here from Eyes Wide Open and the first question uh, which I'm going to answer right now is uh, uh, hey what about us Aussies which is a little bit of a general question thankfully there is a sub question that focuses it a bit more what was the best ever Aussie movie? Uh, so, it, hey, it's a, a topic for debate. Um, and, and I think uh, I've got some candidates in mind. Uh, but uh, let's uh, throw it open to the floor. Anyone got an idea for the oh, best ever uh, Aussie movie? An obvious one somewhere in the top five must be Mad Max 2, Road, Road Warrior. That has to be in there somewhere. Um, yeah, I think that's the one people would reach for straight off the bat. I mean, um, Crocodile Dundee was popular, but it's a bit outside our remit. But Dundee 2 isn't, bizarrely enough. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, Crocodile Dundee... Uh, I mean, it's just... It, it, the question is, what was the best ever Aussie movie? I'm not um, looking at remits. I'm not looking at science fiction things. I'm looking at just films that I've yeah. really enjoyed. Um, oh. So, yeah, I mean, I think that, I think that Crocodile Dundee uh, actually... I don't know. Does it stand as a contender? I think. I mean, it, it's certainly probably the best known Aussie movie. I haven't seen it for some ever. time, but I remember being okay. enjoying it tremendously at the time. For Australians, they're very affectionate for a film called The Castles, which is about a man who has to fight off a conglomerate who wants to buy his house for for to build a runway for an airport, and he, he has to go go to Canberra and like you know, he's, he's he's a little guy that goes into court. That's quite a national treasure in Australia. There's Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. There's some uh, good ones. I'm gonna I'm gonna add in Muriel's Wedding, which I just loved. This actually I really like. It, it's a kind of a very British sense of humour that kind of black humour. Anyone knows me, kind of knows I'm into that kind of stuff, dark humour. And and Australia shares that, and they're very good at kind of grotesque caricatures of characters. A tirade of those. I like Australian comedies. Uh, I, I have to say, on the subject of Muriel's Wedding, recently I caught up with a, a sort of a follow-up to that. It's not like a sequel or anything, but it also stars Tony Collette, and it's by the same director called oh. Mental, uh, which yes, we watched just that. the other night. And it is, you saw that? Yes, I good. really enjoyed that. That's good. Is really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, the, the use of the sound of music in, oh, that, uh, in that film. It, would be enough to change people's view of that movie <laughs> forever. So yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm probably going to hedge on. For me personally, I would say that probably Mentor was one of the best Aussie movies that I've ever seen. Mostly because the the wife really enjoyed it too. The wife does not enjoy Mad Max too. Muriel's Wedding is one of my wife's favourite movies ever of all time yeah. ever. So I think we're probably going to have to come down in that PJ Hogan area on that for me personally uh, Ian are you still sticking with Mad Max 2 for yourself personally of all the ones I've seen mind you there's some here which I didn't realise were Australian films oh well, tell, us, uh, tell us like, what Romeo and Juliet is apparently an Australian film oh of film. course Baz Luhrmann made that Baz Luhrmann well I was going to I was going to mention kind of Baz Luhrmann really because I think you know I mean I, I visually I mean I just absolutely love his stuff 
I mean, he is, you know, an auteur in that sense of that grand cinematic kind of thing. He can paint amazing pictures. You know, some people might find them over the top, but I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of his stuff. Milan Rouge. Yeah. Which is film. pretty yes, intense. Yes, that's Okay, so uh, yes, we have forgotten the whole uh, the whole oh, of that. oh, and of course Australia by Baz Luhrmann, which Australia. I have watched. I'm not sure anyone I've, I've yeah, seen I mean, that. I quite enjoyed the, that. Yeah, I did. It's a big, sweeping, massive epic, isn't it? I, I I rather enjoyed that. It's a lot less theatrical in in the sense that it's still a big cinematic film, in the, but more in the vein of kind of the old style Hollywood films. It's not. It's less Baz Luhrmann, if you know what I mean. It's 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 less kind of crazy set pieces and madness and. I, Insanity. It's it's a little bit more conventional. I didn't go yeah, see it because it was almost like it was mandatory for Australia. You have to go watch <laughs> this Australian movie because it must be a success. It's a love letter, a love letter to Australia. I no doubt about it. Yes. I mean the I landscapes think... are just just jaw droppingly yeah, yeah. beautiful. It's a wonderfully beautiful country. Uh, as long as yeah, you absolutely. In sunburn. Just completely on a side here, by the way, we're now getting Netflix in Australia finally, oh. and. Whee! The adverts, the adverts for it, however, are irritating me enormously. Now, to be fair, there are two, there are two prongs to it. The first is just Netflix advertising itself, which is doing the sensible thing of showing the programs it's going to have on there, and thus the reason you want to subscribe. Here's the films, here's the shows. Ooh, Kevin Spacey. But there's also another strand, which is Optus, because I think Tech Netflix have teamed up with Optus, and Optus is like one of our telecom providers. And Optus decided to get Ricky Gervais. And it's okay. just Ricky Gervais sitting in a chair like a pompous ass, going, yeah, well, I've been paid lots of money uh, just to sit here and tell you that Netflix is coming along to Australia and uh, that's why I'm not going to do anything special. Can't be bothered. I was like, screw you, Ricky Gervais. This is Netflix. What kind of optimist are thinking that somehow Ricky Gervais just talking to me like he's bored and only there being there because he's been given, by his own words, a truckload of money is going to induce me to go get Netflix. It's it's really smug and obnoxious. Mind you, it's Ricky Gervais. So. <laughs> yeah, well, the other thing is, of course, that I think that Netflix is pretty much... Uh, it, it, for some people, it's mandatory, and I would totally uh, think that you would fall into that category. So yeah. it doesn't matter how oh, yeah. irritating the adverts it's are. Like, it's, it's like selling drugs. You don't have to advertise it, do you? But let us move on. We've got some more questions here, uh, oh. the, the most important of which being, uh, have you seen The Castle? Now, I personally have not seen The Castle, I no. have to say. Um, and Eyes Wide Open is telling us here that they that they live where it was filmed, the Kimberley. So uh, that unfortunately is lost on me because I have not seen it. Have you seen it, Ian? This film I've seen the cast. Of course, I have. Tell us, tell us, tell us about it. Is what well, we so do. What I'm talking about is it's the guy whose house is going to get demolished to make way for an airport. It's full of like people in it who are kind of national treasures to Australians. I suppose I don't know if you're talking about a, a running gag, it's they always looking through the sort of uh, classified listings what people are selling and like oh they'll go oh that's a bargain when they find something they think's a, a not a good deal they go he's dreaming he's dreaming I don't know why that's funny it just is the repetition of, of, of just going ah he's dreaming anyway yes it's a heartwarming tale of a guy who just won't sell his house because it's his goddamn house and so he fights the uh, what's it called the um, eminent domain purchase of his home and he uh, teams up with a lawyer too that, that's essentially the story that's all it is it's a guy who gets to keep his house and, he, and instead he has he has planes flying overhead at the end because he wins <laughs> he doesn't care he's still got his house it's just kind of that Australian stick it to the man mentality I think because you know Australia oh, okay. has always had a bit of a trouble with authority because authority was you know being a bit of a, a warden to them <laughs> 
Uh, so there we go. Well, uh, yes. I, I, to be honest, I don't think that uh, people have really pushed that on us in this country. No. I don't know whether no. it got a US release. I'd, I'd have to go to Amazon and actually search out, which will make for uh, thrilling viewing, so I'm not going to do that right now. But we have uh, two other questions uh, to answer today, one of which may possibly come from someone that we actually know. And, and that is... is it, um, it's not your mum, is it? <laughs> oh, sorry, right, someone's just put their person's put, uh, eyes wide open and said, Australia was filmed in the Kimberley, not the castle. Sorry, it's because we were talking about Australia, and it was not clarified. So, uh, wow, gosh, well, I have seen Australia, and gosh, that is an amazing play. Yeah. Uh, the the uh, locations and sets in that are, are incredible, so, wow. Um, yes, I live in Port Talbot, which uh, has some vistas of its own, which I may share with you at some point in the future. But, uh, yeah, th- there we go. Cool. Right, so thank you for the clarification. Uh, but, yes, this, this next question may come from someone we actually know. It was sent in uh, prior to the show uh, coming on air. It said, uh, have you sorted out transport to my wedding, Leo? So that was the question <laughs> that came in via our <laughs> survey. And the answer is, well, I have a car. So, yes, I have sorted out. I, in fact, sorted out before the wedding was even planned. How about you, Justin? Have you sorted out transport to Matt's wedding? I, I have. <laughs> so there we go. So that train is involved. He, yeah, he can rest assured that everybody has sorted out getting to his wedding. So I'm sure he's very grateful about that. <laughs> uh, the other question, and this is, well, this, in a way, this is my favourite question that we were oh. sent because of the touching naivety that it shows about the way that the uh, show is actually put together. It said, if I send you a chilli, will you eat it live on air? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think that meant, I think that meant all of us. Um, and it's like, well, okay. So, uh, in theory, even if we were willing to, to partake in this, uh, it would take some logistical yes. uh, sorting out uh, on one end to have me and Justin in the same place to try the chilli at the same time. The logistics it would take <laughs> to get Ian the chilli, even were he willing to sample it, I don't think anyone's prepared for that. I have I a mean, suspicion it, it, I know who sent this, because I have a friend who owns a chilli farm. Right. I think the list of suspects is quite small. So, how dare he yeah, yeah, use our the, podcast to try and popularise his own company? Mind you, if he's using us for advertising... Well, you're, to be honest, you're just doing that. <laughs> if you hadn't said any of that, no one would have known about him and his yeah, chilli farm. Just, no one's still going to know about it. That's the fun thing. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, no, the, the thing about it is that the, the chilli question poses problems uh, not just on the logistical level of how would we all be in the same place to eat the chilli, but also on another level, there's a thing of if we were all to be sent a chilli in the mail, well, my chilli might get to me reasonably intact, especially seeing as I imagine this chilli farm, if it's the first I think it is, is somewhere in the region of the Avon Valley near Bristol. Is that correct, Ian? Yeah, well, yes. chilli farm. Wiltshire, yeah. Wiltshire, there we go. So that's not too far for the chilli to come. It's not that far to go to Gravesend. No, not really. To you. So you'd be able to get one. So we'd each be able to have a separate, it wouldn't be the same chilli, but it would be, you know, uh, within it. However, sending <laughs> vegetables through the post into <laughs> Australia, how is that likely to fall out, Ian? It's, uh, they're a bit touchy about seeds entering this country because of our unique <laughs> ecosystem. <laughs> what if, if Jamie, Jamie, if you're listening... Feel free to send me a bottle of some of your hot sauce. I don't mind. I'll, I'll uh, take so it, for what, example. 
Uh, so there we go. So that's that. That I think wraps up the Q and A section of the show nicely. Uh, now, what this tells us is that. We've been doing this for a hundred shows. And uh, one thing I've always maintained, or one thing that we've discovered, which I do think is true, is that happy fans are quiet fans. This yeah. is the this is what we, we must have, have the happiest fans in all the internet. <laughs> 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 they must like their, cream their themselves. Is definitely <laughs> silent. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Just, just lie there in coherent bliss when the episode comes on and wake up well, a week later, just in time for the next episode. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, so the other thing is that I thought, the, the other thing that I know about podcasts is that there are a lot of lurkers when it comes to podcasts. So I've listened to podcasts. I'm a massive fan of podcasts. I've listened to 200 episodes of a particular podcast. Have I ever been anywhere near the websites they manage? Ma- ma- manage yeah mention there we go or, or any of that stuff no i haven't i just listened to the podcast so i decided to you know throw open the doors and say look you know thinking what would i do what what could someone do to persuade me to interact with them i thought well putting a single checkbox on a page and say could you just check that to say you've been here you know like if you've been here leave the lights on or whatever it is you know i thought that might be enough but apparently uh, not so much um, so yeah, well, that's that's no, what we've I, just, I, I think Leo, you oh, should oh, have had an opt-out strategy. You should have sent that questionnaire to everyone on the planet, and if they <laughs> opted <laughs> out, <laughs> then fair enough. Otherwise, we assume we have a fantastic win figures. So we have five billion <laughs> listeners. <laughs> we should get some sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think, I mean, uh, to be fair, uh, one thing I've learned uh, as I have moved from the domain of sitting in front of a keyboard typing code in all day into the domain of more media-y type things is that you have to tell people about things a hell of a lot in order to get any traction. And I do think that with this, there is... This is the next question that I, I've kind of come up to, which is why aren't we reviewers? Why do we not review films? And what I mean by that is I am conscious, uh, in fact, mentioned on a, the old XKCD cartoon about someone being wrong on the Internet. And we're, we, I, we're doing a non-fiction show, and so we want the things that we say to be true. So when I listen to our first episode, and first of all, I spend a long time in one of the very first episodes describing how the guy who did the raid was now going to direct Godzilla. They're both called Gareth, and they both have like uh, second names which are a bit Welsh, but they're not the same guy, because the guy who did Godzilla obviously did Monsters, and the guy who did the raid subsequently went on to go and do the raid too. So, in fact, that whole thing was not... So it just seemed in my head at the time to make sense that a guy who'd made, you know, like a big Asian action movie would then go on to revitalise Godzilla, and that the guy who did Monsters would go on to do some other romantic comedy with some special effects in the background. Uh, which indeed, you know, was all most what Godzilla was. Ooh, I liked Godzilla. I don't know why I'm doing now. But yes, I think it's just my bitterness that having spent 20 minutes talking about this kind of oh God, I'm so wrong, and I just keep being wrong, and I, that's the, the nightmare of just being completely inaccurate. So I, I guess I've kind of kept quiet because it's like, well, what if I? I'm at liberty to be wrong because nobody's really listening anyway. So. Mm, there we go. Uh, <laughs> well, is no, there a reason why you don't? Is that not true? Why? Why is that not some, true? We, do we, have, we do have some listeners. We have about. I reckon we have about five or so listeners listen to us weekly. 
most of whom we know personally. Yes. And of course, in the, in the archive, it's not like you have a catchment of weekly ratings. It's more like flypaper. It just accrues listeners over time. So they're, they're a slow building thing. For me, a one tower reviewer, honestly, my brain works more like a stomach. Things go in there and they are slowly dissolved and digested. And eventually something perhaps will, you know, drop out the other side. Uh, which could be described as my opinion. And I think the the uh, the metaphor still works, to be brutally honest with you. I'm not very good at thinking and reflecting on things necessarily on the fly. If I have a time to think about it and crystallize some thoughts, I sometimes come up with some pretty good things. But it's it's almost like, you know, you said, Sue was talking about head people and, and heart people. I was like, I'm definitely a head person because you asked me, how are you feeling, Ian? I have to sit down and have a think about it. It's, it's like, you know, I'm not that in touch with these sort of instinctive reactions. I have to muse on it, reflect on it, digest it, and then I will come to some sort of formalised opinion which has the seal of approval. Oh, I mean, I think that what I was trying to say more right, about... No, I was going to come back to you, Justin, sorry. Well, about reviewer. I don't mean reviewer. I mean, we're presenting a non-fiction show, but it isn't a factual show. What I always wanted to do was just talk about talk about how we felt about the nostalgia yeah, value. And that's why, you know, you also you get to adjust. And then we did news shows, and that actually involved doing news and obviously the first time we did that I spent 20 minutes being completely wrong so I guess that's why you know, we come up with that so just, yeah I mean is that I, mean, that I just I just see this as an extension of something you would have if you've gone to see a film and it's affected you in some way and then you that thing that I always do is then speak you know on the car journey home and you rant and you rave and it's very it is very much what you feel it's not an, an analytical kind of uh, examination of the genre and and I would not be comfortable in doing that because I'm, I'm totally with you I, I am not someone who you know is necessarily correct all the time I'm just saying what I feel about things and that is opinion and I'm not a kind of person that wants to give that as a like the opinion <laughs> you know because it's just what I feel about it and I might be very passionate about it but at the end of the day that's a very personal experience I've got a reviewer comes with that comes a certain amount of responsibility and that you have to be incredibly open-minded you have to be even-handed you have to examine all these things and be obviously knowledgeable about all various aspects of it and that is not something i'm interested in doing well when we first started laying down the concept for this podcast and we're talking these things over it was you know that the, 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 the term i didn't coin i stole it was you know interesting conversation is interesting and, and that was essentially where we're going for us. We, we talk and I, I find our conversations interesting, but that's because, you know, that happens to be us. But I felt, you know, I felt this is, I could sit here and listen to this if I was so motivated, if it was somebody else. Like, like if, it, if it's interesting, it's interesting, you know? So it's just us chatting. It's all it is, us chatting and pretending like these films are some kind of culture. Uh, you know, it's, uh, that's some sort of high art. Well, I think one of the things I've, I've, I've kind, we've kind of happened upon by accident is that I notice there's a lot of uh, stuff on the internet which makes uh, obviously this is one of the keys probably to our low listenership uh, the people who have a lot of viewers that you can't help but notice are coming past are people who go on and they wail on something they find some uh, film and one of the interesting things about that is that often uh, when they get to a point in their 
a broadcasting a career where they take you know they run out of things that they can comfortably take pot shots at and they start going for something a little bit riskier um, and then it doesn't really come off you go that's not really a good criticism of that thing and it's just this you know never ending river of snark and I've always, I mean, last, we recorded a, a, a podcast in the vast last night, and uh, it was RJK, not to ruin any surprises, I'm not going to say what it is, but one of the films I was like, should I really do this film, because I don't super, I like it, and I think it's interesting, but it's really hard to talk about it in a positive light, and one of the things is that we are a ray of positivity that comes out of the, the ether, and, and we try and be, you know, we might say, oh, that year was terrible, we'll go through the terrible films, but the films we want to talk about are all the interesting and worthwhile films of the year, not the ones that we want to jam. You know, we have done a few episodes about bad movies, uh, smelling things coming. We have placed that sort of negativity in a particular arena, mm. but you, largely we like to be positive. We like to celebrate, and maybe this is a reason why we're, we're, we're less popular, because we'd go around being nice to people and stuff. <laughs> uh, losers. Yes. So, yes. Well, you know, we appear to put, put our, our warp in can of tepid water <laughs> over our venomous <laughs> opinions. A prop! <laughs> a prop! This, this is the thing! <laughs> you thought I was just joking! No, I really do have a water in can of Oh dear! It's not too hot, it's not too cold, it's just right! <laughs> thank thank God, Ian has, hasn't been using a metaphor of a cat in a microwave for some time. Otherwise, it could have got a bit messy. <laughs> um, the thing of it is, we, we do honestly mean everything we say. I think that's that's, that's where we where we come from. We, we're not putting on any, any particular acts of when we're outraged, we're outraged, and we love something and gush. Like yeah. I have gushed uncontrollably, be like a fanboy spinning like a Catherine wheel about certain films in a very uncontrolled, undisciplined way. It's just, um, we're just being yeah, Where's the Catherine wheel? I can't imagine that now. So, yeah, I think one of the things that, that possibly has started to happen, particularly as the uh, production schedule of Hollywood cranked up over time, is that our year shows have become something of a, an event. Into the, each year is an event unto itself. Uh, and I was chuckled in listening back to show two to say that right at the beginning, it was like the first thing I said that we proceeded to completely ignore from that point on was that we were only going to select three films from each year each that's six films at the time Ian six films per year we were going to discuss um, well, and it would only have gone to I with Justin and then it's kind of we just didn't <laughs> even bother as far as I can work out no, we, we just never well, even we, we, took, we, took, we took a while there too because we, 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 did, uh, we did our top five for the 70s first and then other things were going on as well Yes, we just kind of tackled the year and did them. I imagine you made a decision at the time, of like, oh, let's just go through this. It's not many films. We can get through this in an hour. And that's obviously, you know, spiraled as the years have gone on. I think, no, obviously, the intention... You're ascribing way too much thought to me. I just <laughs> literally forgot that's what I said. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Oh, fair enough, then. I say, I, I'm rather pleased we didn't, anyway, go with that plan, because it's not very organic. It's very rigid and regimented and and now it's a bit I mean it's a bit like you know the the um, alphabet shows are like that but there are only one film we talk about of each uh, of each letter so that's three films and that works fine for that because that has a very specific remit but I think when you're talking about films you know very often we'll go off on tangents about you know other films 
that are those films are related to and if you all the time you're thinking I must restrict to this would be very it would be very restrictive obviously this is why our shows are quite long though (laughs) the idea was that you know we would go watch the particular films and then comment upon them which meant that I would have no excuses go no I haven't seen that film which is I should have a t-shirt about that that should be my motto no I haven't seen that I mean that does cause some relief when you haven't seen something because if we'd all seen everything wow we'd have three hour long podcast but uh, we've uh, had another question uh, oh. from Eyes Wide Open, which is: Did you review Predestination, the movie about time travel and self-insemination of sorts? Now, <laughs> as I don't believe I've even seen that film, um, and at the, when I first read it, I was like, Premonition. There are a billion films called Premonition, and one of the things that we know about films called Premonition is that none of them are any good. But no, I've not seen a film called no. Predestination, uh, and now that it's been described like that. I guess I'm kind of in a, a two winds as to whether I want to see something. <laughs> um, I'm sure it's not like a porn film from like the 70s or something. I, it, I'm, it pretty sure that it, I'm pretty sure that it's not, but uh, the way it's been described is somewhat NSFW. So yes, so there we go. So apparently okay. the answer is that none of us have seen it. This was movie. well apparently it's a it's a twenty it's it came out last year. Oh right, okay. Uh, well, in that case, we didn't. Uh, yes, we. We. I mean, the thing about it is, we've tr- we we used to do what was called a news show, and we still kind of do what now we call them topic shows. And we might invoke something that's current when we do a topic show, but we don't actually do because we just decided. Well, there was a, a little bit where there wasn't any real news, and we thought, well, this is a bit silly because you know it doesn't go with the rest of it so yeah we don't really do stuff the only things that we do that are really current affairs are badly predict what's going to be a big hit in the summer and then come together at the end and discover how badly we have predicted those things something we will do though now that you know we are moving on to other things we will be talking about more current films um, yeah. so, so we will do shows like, not, not obviously, every, it won't be like every month we'll, we'll review what's going on, but we will certainly lump them together and talk about films that are fair, reasonably recent, uh, as occasional shows. Um, because, you know, why not? Because we like films, we still go and see films. So, uh, so yes, that is, you know, we could possibly do a special where we could do time travel films. Oh, yeah, we'll do, do quite easily. Like I, I do yeah. remember I remember this film now I haven't seen it but I do remember the, the buzz about it it's it's one of those great it's paradox films that it's got very good reviews you know I haven't I, you know I've never heard of this it, film that's, it's that's, a strange film it's it's only made a, a 3.4 million not that right. you know not that ratings count it's I, I heard it was a very clever paradox story you right. know it's self self-fulfilling thing with a twist okay with a twist uh, right, okay, so we have one final item on the stack of things to get through uh, in this show, uh, and that is that in that same show, uh, the second show where we set out uh, what we were going to do that we're nearly at the end of, uh, Ian, you described the feeling at the end of that show, which was our second show ever, um, it's actually the third one we recorded because of Show Zero, but obviously we'd only actually put out into the world two shows at that point. I said, well, we're, we've just decided that we're going to tromp through 35 years of cinema and, and you know, have chew over the cinematic experience of our lifetime. How does one feel? You said you felt that you were, it was a bit like you were staring up at the sheer cliff face of the mountain before you and, and just, you know, the impossible, unattainable heights 
uh, uh, that, that lay beyond. And now we're ridiculously close to reaching the peak of that particular mountain. So, Ian, how does that, how does the, it feel? What's the view like from up here? Well, I pull up my guns of manning up. That's a new book thing. <laughs> Your metaphors are flowing. Fantastic. <laughs> it's been, you know, I, I did not realise how prophetic that thing was. I mean, so like, we've got a lot to do, and uh, yes, it was a lot to do, and, and now having done it, I'm immensely proud, and we don't want to get too much into kind of congratulating ourselves, because we're not done yet, and my goodness me, our last episode is going to involve a lot of patting on the back. So, uh, yes, it's, uh, how do I feel about it now? Oh, uh, immense pride. I've, certainly we've got better at doing this shit. Because <laughs> at the beginning, <laughs> it was it was definitely like, skip ahead, I don't want to hear myself talk. But now actually, this sounds terribly egotistical. I actually can listen to myself talk, talk. I couldn't for a while, now I feel I've got to a certain standard where I'm acceptable half the time. So, uh, I, I feel I've got better. I don't waffle quite so much. So I'll stop now to be concise. <laughs> uh, no, well, I think that there's definitely things like I mean I listen to the beginning I'm like oh I'm so wrong about this and I'm so wrong about that and I'm just there being wrong all over the place and not only that I mean what's really interesting as well is that I noticed at the beginning in you used to be a lot more uh, this is how I feel about this sort of film and you kind of stop doing that which I miss so I think we should try and rally in the last bit to get into it if you listen what? to some of the early shows you will hear well it, it's like I would talk about a film, and I suppose it could be because we've got so close to the present day and, you, you know, whatever, but you used to, uh, right at the beginning, get quite detailed about the way that you felt about a particular... Sorry, you have to go back and listen to the shows, to be honest, to get what I'm saying. But it's like... Um, I mean, one of the things that I always enjoyed, which is a shame that it's... I mean, it's coming up again, a chance to, to talk once more, is that every time we hit a Star Trek movie, oh, that was a golden moment where you would just... We would just go, Ian, take it away. And there you were. It was one of your uh, key things. Uh, but it doesn't happen after you've seen a movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but what... what, uh, what what interests me is uh, that, that from my own perspective is that I listen to some of the stuff at the beginning and over time it's like I've accrued film knowledge from somewhere like I didn't go out of my way to research this stuff but now I feel like I listen to it and I'm like oh yeah I, le- I, I knew a hell of a lot less about that particular period of time than I do now I mean for God's sake we've all come out of this with a big better working knowledge of the uh, career of Patrick Swayze than we had when yes. we went to Twitter. <laughs> that has to be a good thing. But Justin, how are Look, you feeling? I, been here well, you know, as someone who, the... rather than cli- you know, climb all the way up the, the, the summit, I kind of got the scenic railway halfway up. So, um, but I, I do, no, I, yeah. do, I, do ha- I, I do feel the kitten-based coaster of exuberance. Sorry, that's all <laughs> I can find on hand. <laughs> um, but I no, I mean, I yeah, I think actually... It's like anything, really. It's like when I started to when I started to teach, I had to work out. I had to talk in front of people. I had to realise that I actually knew quite a lot about stuff, and the act of talking brought that out. And in the same way that you kind of just, you know, this is our lives, right? We've spent our entire lives watching these films, and sure, you've had discussions here and there, but revisiting all of that um, has definitely given me a a, um, a more in depth feel, an understanding of some of those things, because obviously I'm getting different perspectives that I haven't got before and I'm having to look at new films or you know certainly look at films in another light in a far deep, kind of deeper aspect than I may have dismissed because they weren't quite my thing 
Um, so that all of that has been really, you know, insane as well as being you know, something that I've hey, this is, I've never done this before. So um, as obviously most of you will be painfully aware of that fact, but that's been fun, right? I mean, that's 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 great. I've really enjoyed um, talking about that thing, learning. So yeah, it's it's been a fun experience. It does definitely change the way that I look at uh, watching a film. When I watch a film, uh, it doesn't so much the new films that I see, but once a film's been around for a while, if I put it on again, I'm looking for uh, certain things about, you know, what should be good about an, an old film that you are not, you know, uh, even a film from 2005 or whatever, you could put it on and be like, has this stood 10 years, you could tell, has this stood the test of time? Because things start to creep pretty quickly. That's what yes. I discovered. Uh, so yeah, so the, 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 these are definitely things that I have experienced. Um, but uh, if, if people want to tell us about further things, uh, not live at the time, that they have experienced, uh, where, Ian, might they go to do such a thing? Oh, we're, we're done, are we? Oh, right, right. We are. We are at the end of the agenda. There are a few I, I more items. Gonna say, I was going to say, you know, you've been quite disciplined, Liam, that you will sit down and you'll watch films relevant to what we're talking about uh, for each episode, so you're coming in with some fresh material. The simple act that you have sat down and watched in, you know, chronological order, films year on year on year, and you've seen development of, of, of careers and trends and uh, film techniques I think surely that must give you know, of all the people that can develop an opinion more or less on the, on the fly you are definitely one of those guys Leo you just kind of go in there and go for it whereas I'm more tenuous to stand back and so I think you know purely by the act of having done that of you watching and watching and watching lots of films year on year as we've walked in, in, into the upper, upper timeline Surely that must have. That's that's presumably why you just feel so much more knowledgeable now. I, I would uh, assume. I guess, it's, I, I guess it's some kind of osmosis. Yes, it is definitely some kind of because I haven't consciously. I've just been like trying to keep up with what we're doing, and I've also wanted to test certain things that I thought like I don't believe that films have got lazy, or I think that the film culture has just changed. And it is this idea that you know just seeing a list of what films came out in a year and understanding how Hollywood's production schedule has cranked up incredibly, and you can see in the chain of what came out how the multi plexes evolved and all of this stuff it gives you a perspective on matters um, that I think is is different uh, to, to the you know I, I've had some things confirmed and, and the whole thing what I said about happy fans are quiet is definitely true but it's something I didn't know going in but when you think about all the most popular things on the quiet, like we talked about Supernatural, Stargate SG-1, the fans there tend to be pretty quiet, and that's what I find, you know, noisy fans are not necessarily contented fans. And talking of which, if we have some discontented fans, where might they go to vent <laughs> their spleen in? Oh, I've got well, yeah. segue. <laughs> Two segues, one episode. Well, Leo, I'm going to get out my back scratcher of closed things to spiel <laughs> and talk to you <laughs> about our Facebook page. <laughs> oh, which you can find on Facebook uh, forward slash Revenge of the 80s Kids. And that's 80s as in numbers, so 80s. Well, please go with our like our thing. There's our community hub. We put links to our podcast there, as well as links we find interesting. But podcasts are what it's all about, <laughs> so please. 
point your web browser towards eight, uh, towards eighties kids. That's eighties as in letters. C e i g h t i s kids dot podomat dot com. Please go there and subscribe to our podcast using the podcast aggregator of your choice, or download your PC for dark reasons of your own, or quiet fan reasons of your own. Uh, but this is only where our most recent podcast can be found. For the legacy of our podcast, you must go to. Well, you can go to leostableford.com where you can find uh, some, uh, uh, well, many of our old shows currently in place, nestled among the various videos and other content that I have. But it is time for a surprise. Yes. Uh, and I am going to do this uh, live on air right now. Um, and that means that there may be some technical jiggery-pokery going on. Ooh. I'm going to hit the screen share app. And, uh, yes, that looks like the screen I want to share. Here we go. I'm about to share a screen. Oh. And it's coming. Yes, there it is. This is the80skids.blogspot.com, which currently cannot be seen by the public, but will be shortly after this live broadcast revealed unto the world. And there are some things here that uh, every show has its own entry, backdated to the date of original broadcast. Uh, and what that means is that if we go right to the end of the uh, older posts part here, wait for uh, Blogger to redirect us into the... Da, da, da. Oh, there's the background, which is made up of the uh, things of our, our show. Uh, <coughs> there are certain podcasts, for example, episode one, episode zero, and what have you, uh, I turn out, I never archived them onto my blog, so you would never have been, you could have found them, they were publicly available, but you would have had to make some effort. So there we go. And, uh, I'll stop sharing now. So yeah, so that is official and ongoing home of the 80s kids, the80skids.blogspot.com. So that is uh, cool. So I have, I, Ian has now shown us his visual metaphors. I have shown you what I've been uh, doing on the quiet. Uh, Justin, do you have anything to show the people at home? I do. So I thought I would show you my very first uh, work in print. This is going back a little while, though fans might have, I've mentioned this in the past, going back a while. This is a copy of a 1979 edition of 2000 AD. I was eight at the time. My father was Artezza, but before I, <laughs> before I describe the cries of nepotism, um, this was sent in anonymous, anonymously and judged by other people. But if we turn to this page here, oops. So that is my version of Judge Dread, age oh. eight. Wow, and you won a whole two pounds for that. Oh, two pounds, <laughs> which I cherished. I've saved since then, and it's now worth three pounds in interest. And it's, you know, I should, oh, I should, I should keep saving it. Um, okay, so there we go. Cool. If people want to see more stuff that, that shows how your career has progressed... Uh, yes, uh, things have progressed a little bit more than that, fortunately. <laughs> you can see examples of my work on my DeviantArt page, uh, which is justinwhite.deviantart.com. Uh, so there we go. That is uh, all the news that there is fit to print for this time. We shall be back uh, very shortly with show 101 and forging forth. Uh, the next time you will get to see our uh, delightful uh, body double standards. I think they did really well with the lip syncing this time, uh, yeah. where we were in our secret Stage. studio. Um, I don't know where they find actors who look like that, you know, just to sort of give the impression that we're just regular guys uh, who have... Well, uh, the thing the, is, uh, we, they can't... 
can't really see the the beauty of our natural forms because it would make no. all, all our listeners feel rather inadequate. So we have get real guys. I aspire to be a normal guy. I look at envy at normal guys. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we will be forging on, and the next time you'll be able to see us is uh, probably when we wrap up the whole damn business for now. So that's going to be uh, sometime in ju- late June, early July. So you've got a yep. long reprieve until then just to hear us. Uh, but we've got some excellent shows coming up in the last run, uh, so we hope that you'll join us for those. But until that time, good night, everybody. Uh, goodbye if you're in a night place, or good day. Have a nice day for the rest of you, and we shall say. Goodbye. Well, I'm saying goodbye from me, and Ian is going to say... I'm going to say, I'm going to sheath my sword of a fond farewell. <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps coming up with them props. Uh, Justin. I can't top that, so I'm just, I'm just going to say goodbye <laughs> until next time. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.